Next on BYU Sports Station, draft day in the National Football League. Bronson Kafusi ready for the next level, but which team will he play for? NFL agent Evan Brennan on draft day from his war room and Russ Calavea on Kafusi and the fireside schedule. Wait, no Friday night firesides for BYU football players? Big deal, no deal. And guess what? Mo Longy is still big. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, April 28th, all NFL fans are ramped up. The draft starts tonight, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with weight loss shake proponent, Jerem Jordan. You have one on the set. That I do. Are you trying to lose weight, or is it just a convenient drink? It is a convenient, healthy, protein-filled drink in the morning. Mm. Because I'm like, you don't need to lose weight. You might need to gain weight, right? <laughs> Am I wrong in that? Like, I think you need to be on the Alani Fua peanut butter and honey middle of the night uh, wow, diet. Wow, do I look that bad? No. Ooh. No, I'm – no. No, you, you look good. <laughs> Thank you. You got a haircut, man. <laughs> I did get a haircut. I, I think I took too much off. I should have kept a little longer on top, to be Kyle honest. a little Kyle Collinsworth going on there, my friend. <laughs> I don't Kyle think I look approves. like Kyle. No, hey, Kyle approves, man. Yeah, that's all I need is at Big Rush Five. That's Twitter handle. You know who doesn't need to gain weight? Hmm. Motakiai Longi. Uh, no. In fact, he needs to lose it. Guess what? He's still really big. We are showing you a picture again to remind you on Bronson Kafusi emphasized draft day of just how big he is. He makes Bronson look average. <sighs> I can't believe how big this guy is. So Molong is on his mission in Phoenix. He has 10 months left. We, I, I still have questions. Like, I assume that BYU is going to honor that scholarship, but I don't know. Like, Rusty Oliveira is coming in here. I want to ask him what the plans are with Molongi, if they have any, um, because <laughs> he's a national story. Like, some national writer, I can't remember on Twitter yesterday, mentioned, is Molongi draft eligible? And then they're like, yeah, that BYU guy, the tight And then they're like, no, 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 you're thinking of the guy from Baylor. Right there's there's like a 400 pound right. dude at Baylor, um, that's played football before, you know. So Mo, Mo Longy, just never forget, okay? He's in Phoenix. I told my mom who lives there, if you see him, feed him a salad <laughs> only, because Steve Kafusi told us that he needs to lose some weight. Like like they want him big, pounds. but they don't want him that big. Yeah. At D A Holmes, one of our uh, Twitter followers and BYU Sports Nation fans, sent out a picture a few months back of Mo as a missionary standing with a huge group of missionaries. Well, they weren't that huge. <laughs> okay. A, a huge group. <laughs> yeah. Not huge, he's literally a, speaking. He's a big dude. But like, it, I'm like, excited to see how BYU uses him. Riley Nelson saw the picture yesterday, former BYU quarterback, and was like, this has to be Photoshopped, right? This is Photoshopped. He's a big guy. And, and Bronson Kafusi, this is his day transition. The NFL draft. This could be the day for Bronson Kafusi. We'll, we'll tell you if we think he's going to be drafted in the first round or not coming up. Leading us off on today's BYUSN headlines, that draft day talk. 8 Eastern on the NFL Network and ESPN. Will Bronson Kafusi be a late first-round draft pick? Question mark. The Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame has announced Hoop Hall LA will take the first, uh, you know, the inaugural uh, 
situation here for that will take place on Saturday, December 3rd. BYU will play USC at the Staples Center, no longer the home of Kobe Bryant, in a doubleheader that also features Gonzaga and Arizona. So it's sort of this Pac-12 WCC uh, setup. Don't you mean cool. first annual, Jerem? Yes, the first annual. It's not annual until you do it a second time. Come on. <laughs> That's why you choose inaugural, right? Yeah, technical. You, yeah, I, yeah, I heard yesterday's show. BYU <laughs> men's volleyball coach Sean Olmstead named the MPSF Coach of the Year yeah. to nobody's surprise. Yeah. After leading BYU to a number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament, regular season, and tournament champs in the MPSF, but not to be outdone, women's golf coach Carrie Roberts, the WCC Coach of the Year, after Ending Pepperdine's 14-year reign atop the golf standings. Very nice. Rose Huang, player of the year in the conference, will join us on tomorrow's show. And the 30th-ranked Batcats, the baseball team, hosts Gonzaga tonight. First of a three-game series at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. This is a significant series for BYU baseball because if they want to finish uh, you know, in the top four in the conference, they need to continue to win, and they're playing at home. Hope to take two of three. You've got to get a win from Michael Rucker tonight. You really do because the pitching staff is... Uh, has some two injuries to would-be starters. If BYU wants to win the conference, and that has been one of their goals from the onset of this season, I feel like they have to win this series. Mm. If they don't, I don't think they win the conference. I think it's that important but, at this juncture in the season. And that affects that large ability. And Absolutely it, it, it does. Because you want to finish in the top four, get to the tournament, you want to win the, that tournament, that's the auto bid. Remember, BYU hasn't been to the NCAA tournament since 2002. <sighs> Hashtag Olympics. 14 years. Let's rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Welcome to draft day in the National Football League. Third and two. DeLorenzo, the big back, is in there. Pressure comes. Sheriffs hit as he unloads. Kafusi with the interception. Bronson Kafusi will be the next BYU player drafted into the National Football League. It's just a matter of when the call happens and where he will suit up. So let's have some fun. You decide, all of you, which team you want Bronson Kafusi to play for. Jerem, give the people the Twitter question. What team do you want to draft Bronson Kafusi and why? Use the hashtag BYUSN. First tweet coming in. Let's see, where, where to go? I missed it. I can't find it. And Nope, I got one. At BYUFAN1995. Whichever team he can get playing time with first, I'd prefer one in the first round. Now, to me, the round doesn't matter all that much. It's important. But a, a team, now the setup and the situation matters. Like, what team do I not want Bronson Kafusi to go to? There are a couple, including the Browns, right? Like, I just want a good situation for him to thrive, have fun, enjoy, preferably warm weather, blah, blah, all that kind of thing. Let's up the Use ante. BYU. Let's up the ante here. Double whammy prediction time on BYU Sports Nation from myself and Jerem Jordan. So, one, when will Bronson Kafusi be drafted? Not the round, but the number the, num- the specific pick number, yes. and two, which team will Bronson be drafted by? Okay, here we go. I have him 88th in the third round, 25th pick to the Green Bay Packers. And here's why. I'm feeling this vibe. Former guys like Brady Papinga and Vic Soto have played for the Packers. Uh, the Ted Thompson, the GM, has been quiet during free agency despite the need for defensive linemen. The Packers only have five defensive linemen on the roster right now. The Acme Packing Company, which is a, a website, uh, did a survey of the Packers' biggest draft needs. Defensive line, one out. I think that 
Bronson Fusi could be a round two kind of guy, but I think he drops to the third, and the Packers pick him up. I think he'll thrive in the cold on the tundra of Lambeau. Wow. As a rival of Kyle Van Noy yes. and Ziggy Ansah of the Lions. Fun. Yeah. Packers, 88. Okay. A lot of people, a lot of you are tweeting in and saying, the Detroit Lions would be the three-headed monster from BYU. That would be fun. But the Lions' number one need is not the defensive end. I just don't think the numbers line up there. And so while that's fun to think about, I'm going with this. And I am intrigued. I am intrigued by the idea of Bronson Kafusi playing for the New England Patriots. Woo! 61st pick overall. The Patriots have two late second-round picks. I believe back-to-back. Why don't they have a first-round pick? I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> 60 and 61. I think the Patriots take mm. Bronson Kafusi late in the second round. He they, is a bit of a Patriot. They know what Bronson's about. They know what those guys can do. They liked Ethan Manu Malayuna. They liked his mentality, the fact that he's disciplined. They're not going to have any trouble with him. He's a quiet guy, Bill Belichick style, like just tough-nosed, hard-working guy. I like Bronson Kafusi. 61st. They did lose the New England Patriots. Although he's a D tackle, not a D end, which Bronson could play a little D tackle, but mostly D end. Silver Siliaga, is that how you say his last name? I, I can't remember. He, he went to Utah, but he went to my high school, Copperhills. He just signed with my Seahawks. So there is a little bit of an opening there in the offseason shuffle. So, okay, what did we decide here? Like, who, closest to the pin. So I say 88th, you say 61st. Yes. We're going to worry about pick, not team necessarily. So what are we going to do if – who wins? What? Because what, I want your shooting shirt <laughs> that you won on the show in front of Terry Nashville. <laughs> I've got to come up – I've got to come up with something that I want. Yeah, you got to – well, yeah, maybe I don't have anything that you want. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We need to determine I'm not that. shaving my head. Let's just get yeah, that no, out there. No, okay? none of that. I, something physical. Like I want, I want an object yeah. that is – that's valuable to Jerem because the shooting shirt means a lot to me. It's dominance over Jerem in Studio B. I won that yeah. on the show. Yeah, absolutely. So what do I want? Help me out, BYU Sports Nation. What do I want from Jerem Jordan? We share an office. Just look on the other side. See if there's anything you want. <laughs> Is there some swag that you see Jerem wear? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You think about it, okay? Okay, we're thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, we probably should have decided this before we went on Oh, no, it's fun in the moment. Let's go, With man. With you. Now, to give you a national perspective <laughs> of when Kafusi will be drafted. So, Jerem says 88 to the Packers. I say 61st to the New England Patriots. To give you a perspective of when he will go, let's take a look at a few of the credible projections from NFL draft experts. Credible and incredible, Spencer. NFL.com has Bronson as the 77th best player in their draft rankings. Chad Reuter, NFL.com writer, has Bronson going as high as 31st. Now that's the high end of this, right? To the Denver yeah. Broncos. I have yeah. also seen 30th to the Prediction Carolina Panthers. Machine. Prediction machine, yes. The so Bagheeras. a couple. Generally, I mean, generally speaking, it's late second round, early third round. Yes, and I have gone to late third in my projection. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope he's early second. I hope he's first, but I don't think he's going to go first. Round. ESPN.com's Mel Kuyper on the big board has him as the 70th best available player, 10th best defensive end, projected third round by a bevy of ESPN analysts. Fox Sports, interestingly enough, came in a few days ago, second round, 54th to the Minnesota Vikings. Hmm. And so that's kind of when I started to think, wait, is Bronson now going to be a lock for the second is round? An, is he an NFC North guy? 
Vikings, I'm saying Packers, Lions. The Bears need the Bears are Bears also on the market for uh, Battlestar Galactica. A pass rusher and a defensive end. They have the seventy second pick in the third round, so yeah. he could go to the Bears. I, I'm I'm convinced that he's a day two guy, meaning round two or three, which is excellent. If BYU can produce a round or a day two guy every draft, that's pretty good. And you look at the history just recently, uh, you know, fourteen with Ziggy. Or was it thirteen? I can't remember. Oh, I can't remember either. Yeah, I, I think he played 2013. So, yeah, Ziggy fifth, second round Van Noy, first pick of the second yeah, Ziggy, round. Yeah, Ziggy April or, 2013. Or in the second yeah, that's round, right. sorry. That's right. And then, and then you have uh, Bronson Fussy. So pass rushers, three of the last four drafts, right? That's pretty good uh, from BYU. So hopefully they continue to do that. What I want BYU to do is get to the skill position part in the draft more. Like I hope Mitch Matthews, despite if he is draft being – this would be a, uh, you would be insufferable, but I hope that Mitch Matthews gets drafted. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. The insufferable part, He's going, yes, it, both <laughs> drafted, and I will be insufferable oh! because you have set it up that way. I want him to be I'm drafted going over the top because I want Mitch to get a nice car. <laughs> That's what that means—a signing bonus you'd and a new a nice set car. of left-handed golf clubs. He didn't say car. Yeah, he wanted golf clubs. He said he wanted to hook his parents up first. So Bronson Kafusi, general consensus, late second round, early third round. Now Merrill Hodge joined us a few weeks back. Uh, who's his son again? Uh, Bo Hodge. That's, right. that's the guy. That's right. Merrill Hodge has been taking a very close look at tapes of all these players, and specifically Bronson Kafusi. In fact, he was featured on one of the shows on ESPN as a draft prospect, and he had this to say about Bronson. So I plugged him in, and I watched about three games. And it only took like one game for me to immediately – Say he's better than Ogba, the kid from Oklahoma State, who was highly touted. Then I go Shaq Lawson. He's better than Shaq Lawson. Wow, those guys are projected first-round picks in a lot of mock drafts. I don't think Kafusi leaps over them, though, despite Merrill Hodges' opinion. Now, now, does AGM feel that same way in the NFL? That's the question, because a team can say, we have this need, we really like this guy. Do we have to pick him right now, or can we wait until the next round to try and get him? Like... The, the needs of teams and, and trades and what round you're in and all of this matter. But the nice thing about Bronson Kafusi is that he is going to kind of buck a trend uh, that hasn't been good the last couple of years for BYU football, which is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been six years since a return missionary was drafted in the NFL out of BYU. Holy cow. Like six years, it was Dennis Pitta in the 2010 draft. It has been too long, and it's been nine years since uh, a first two rounds return missionary happened. John Beck? John Beck. Wow. Yeah, it was the second-round pick, despite being on the mountain. Okay. Where do you think Bronson Kafusi is going to be drafted? Better yet, where do you want him to go and why? That is our Twitter question today, at 801 Salt Lake Broncos. The Denver Broncos, he says, he would learn the finer details of pass rushing from Super Bowl MVP Von Miller and legend DeMarcus Ware. That would be a great setup for him. Holy cow. The Broncos take him 31st, like Chad Reuter says. Up next, Russ Tealavea of BYU Football in the house. Where does he think Bronson's going? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. We are invigorating everybody wherever and however they may be dialed in. Including our producer Ben Bagley in the control room. <laughs> He's the overseer now, you know? A lot, there's a lot of good work being done on this crew. Hey, tonight, 
8 Eastern time, BYU Baseball is on BYU TV against Gonzaga on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We will update you as soon as we know when Bronson Kafusi is drafted. So if you're watching this uh, baseball game tonight, you're not going to miss anything necessarily with the draft related to BYU. Spence will keep you plugged in with that. We'll let you know as soon as we know. A must-win series, in my opinion, if BYU wants to win the West Coast Conference. Super important, for sure. And, and it'd be nice to get some hardware. Basketball, men's basketball, nothing. Baseball, nothing in the WCC. So it'd be nice this year with baseball. Hey, go win the regular season. Go win the tournament, too. Get to the regional. See what you can do. Our Twitter question today, what team do you want to draft Bronson Kafusi and why? Use the hashtag BYUSN to respond at our greenhouse as the Patriots. Agreeing with me. There's two. You know they will be contending for a Super Bowl. Let's get another Super Bowl winner in our ranks. Or you could play for my Seahawks and uh, maybe get another one too. The Lions or the alignment Lions. The Seahawks yeah, are. Yeah, don't on... go to the Lions if you want to win a Super Bowl. The Seahawks Jeez. are on the lookout for a pass rusher. Yeah, so we... who knows? Who's going to be closer? That Jared means I can get a ticket to a game. That's what that means. Joining us now, a man who can offer an opinion on our Twitter question today, Russ Tialavea, Director of Football Operations for BYU. Russ, welcome to Studio B, man. What's up, guys? Good to be here. Okay, <laughs> so you just heard our opinions. Where do you think Bronson Kafusi will be drafted in terms of, like, round? Do you have a specific team you want him to go to? Yeah. Before I share my thoughts, go Chargers. Go Chargers! Okay. Go Chargers, San Diego go. boy got to represent, You're man. Chargers so, fan, okay. Yeah, I don't... We've struggled over the last uh, since we were formed, so. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully the Chargers hearts, pick up Bronson Kafusi because I know he'll do really well. Um, I haven't really been paying attention to the NFL draft. Um, I've heard a lot of things from other areas, but I do think uh, from what I've heard and from what I've talked to Bronson, it sounds like hopefully it'll be a, a early third round, late second round pick. Um but I don't really know. I haven't looked into it that much. So, <laughs> what what role does getting guys drafted play in BYU football? Because the previous coaching staff, I didn't feel. I felt there was an emphasis. It didn't feel that strong to me. Um, you played uh, under that um, regime. Now, now Kalani Sataki is here. Can you talk about maybe what this new staff has thought about it? Maybe that's not been discussed yet. Well, I, I think it depends on the team. The first, our, our purpose as a as a staff in coaching is to figure out what best fits the system that we have and we try to put the players the best players in, in that area and and as we understand who best fits what position so we'll have a better team and a better outcome then we try to figure out how can we develop this player to be the best player he can be and and um as far as developing a player to get to the nfl uh, we always i mean that's our purpose as coaches the better they are the better they become on the team the better nfl potential they'll have throughout the year it's it's hard we don't we don't focus on players to get to the NFL we focus on the players that have success here in college and on the field and uh that's what we try to do <laughs> obviously you want to be successful in this first year under head coach Kalani Satake yeah. tough schedule a lot of former players coming back to take coaching positions so what are your objectives over the summer when you don't have immediate control of the team but still there's an emphasis on getting ready for fall camp oh that's that's from the time season ends to the time season starts. So when 2015 season ended, our objective was to get the team ready for Arizona <laughs> for that first game. And so that's really our objective. We do a tons of things. We do tons of things during the off season that promote our program, that help our program recruiting, um, social media. We're on it a lot. We do a bunch of camps during the summer um, to help, you know, with financial stuff. But 
our main purpose is to get those players academically fit, ready, progressing through their careers and in, in, at the university and getting a bunch of weight and a bunch of speed on them so they can be become better players uh, when they report, report during fall camp um, during the season. In case you were wondering just how many days there are until you play Arizona. <laughs> Countdown to the Wildcats. 128. You still have a countdown <laughs> in the lobby? I don't think we do, man. You got rid of it? That's what happens when you put me in charge. I, 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 <laughs> nothing happens. <laughs> yeah, we Even though a... I'm not in charge. but <laughs> 128 days away is Jeremy. Man. So we count down every day. We count down every day. That's half a year, right? No? Close? <laughs> We're close, man. We're like four months away. We're close. Jeez. A third of a year? Four months. Well, let's put it into perspective. The Lone Peak 3 haven't played a competitive basketball game together in 1,516 days, so 128 (laughs) sounds like next week. Listen, there's relative gratitude from me related to not having to do that. Yeah, but it's not actual gratitude, yeah. Um, This summer, there's still lots going on. Uh, I know you guys run a lot of camps, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Fan Fest. Uh, happened. What was the reaction from the uh, the staff of, from FanFest in Mesa? Oh, man, so Kalani got back. David Amadova kind of coordinates that whole thing, FanFest, where we go out outside of the state and, and show support and show love to all the fans outside of Utah. They came back, and they were all pumped, amazing, happy, excited to get to our next one. Um, but there was an incredible showing in Arizona. I think we had 3,000-plus fans come in. And it's awesome to see when you have people, especially recruits that go there, and they see the amount of support that they have in their own hometown outside of Utah. That's huge, man. And Kalani was pumped. I haven't seen the coaches a lot. They're all outside recruiting. They went to Arizona from wherever they were recruiting, and then after they went back to wherever they needed to recruit. So I haven't talked to the coaches, but Kalani's pumped. David said it was awesome. Our director of marketing and our support staff that went had a blast. And uh, the MC, I am Jack DeMooney, Said it was the funnest time he had. The MC, is that what you call MC it? Jack the Mooney, man. That is totally appropriate for Jack the Mooney. Holy cow, what a personality he brings. And he said, you know, not not just the three thousand plus fans that showed up for the actual fan fest on Saturday in Mesa, but they also did some firesides and yeah. spoke to big groups and said, man, it it was packed in both yeah. of those places. And you combine all those fans, like. We're talking like close to maybe eight or ten thousand people that had access to BYU yeah. that weekend. Yeah, that's amazing, man. I don't know how many came to the firesides, but Kalani talked about it with me, and he said it was it was impressive to see how many people showed up to the fan fest and then to the firesides that they spoke at. And, and there's good things to come, man. We have I think we have three or four coming up, um, but we're pretty excited to see the outcome of those two. You're the preseason number one fireside speaking team in the country. Uh, this is the 12th year running. The strength of fireside is extremely strong uh, this year. You guys are mixing it up. So this summer, you're going to go to East Lansing, Montgomery, Ohio, San Clemente, which is kind of near where you're from, Washington, D.C., Laie, Sandy, Eagle, Idaho. So, so where BYU plays games this year, I, that's cool. That's different. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So a lot of places, most of the places are the places where we're going to play games just to, you know, make sure we. Get, get a lot of love, show a lot of love to those places where we're going to go. And I think California, we're not playing there. We're playing UCLA, but, I mean, California, there's a huge population down there of, of LDS people. So it's cool, man. I, I think it's a great opportunity to reach out to the fans that support us and also just to show, you know, show the people what we have here, all our coaches and all our support staff, get them, you know, for the people that don't have an opportunity to come here and meet us, 
we we make that opportunity available for those guys. So man, we're come out. Oh man, just if you guys can make it, it'll be a great opportunity. It's super fun. New dynamic on Friday nights before games where players used to be involved in those, and then they would play the game the next day. Uh, Coach Itake hinted that we're we're going to let them focus just on football at that time, and that's a large part of why these other fire starts are coming into play. Is just like we still want you to have the access, but we want to take out a distraction perhaps mm-hmm. in allowing them to get ready for the game. Like, is is that the number one reason that that this went down, or what else did you see? Um. I don't know if it was the number one reason. There, there is Kalani is really good at, at having the players feel like they have ownership over the program, and he's talked to the players a lot. And I, I don't know if Kalani knew he was going to do it when he got hired. I don't think he did. I don't think he had a decision whether he was going to do fire sides or not. But I think he talked to the players, and after hearing what the players felt and what they wanted, I think after that discussion with all the players, because he spoke to each one individually when he got here in, in January, and I think he got the feeling that maybe game time or those uh, Friday night and, and Saturday is, is the time where we focus uh, on the game and prepare. And there are other times where we can reach out to all the fans and represent the university uh, through firesides. And so we're doing all these firesides so we can do that in these places. And then um, I don't know if we announced the alumni firesides or not. We have, right? If not, stay tuned, guys. <laughs> uh, so additional firesides? Maybe. I don't know. We're still planning. We're always trying to plan to yeah. take care of our fans. <laughs> yeah. No, this is cool. And I, I'm actually of the opinion that I think that's great because if BYU fans want to gather, they want to meet some of the administration. There's some yeah. former players in the administration, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Tom Homo goes, Chad Lewis, those are some significant former players, right? <laughs> Let the players prep for the game. I, and I, I think that when the firesides were initiated in 05, and no one showed up, at, and then they became a huge thing. I think that was what was good for the program at the time. You evolve, and I think that the evolution is now that that's, you know, that's Absolutely. not the case. Okay, yeah. one guy that probably is going to Firesides now is Mo Longy, missionary in Phoenix. <laughs> what, what are the pl- is BYU going to honor the, the scholarship that was offered to him? That's the plan right now. I, I, um, we, we mail our missionaries. We email, contact them, just send them a little note, see how they're doing. And we, he's still on our list, and – um, my my job is not really recruiting, so I'm not really familiar. I'm, I'm familiar, but I'm not. I don't know 100% what they're doing in, in 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 that field. But I do know we're staying in contact with them. We do plan to come back, coming back and honoring that scholarship. Um, but we're excited, man. I think the last time I saw him was remember that clip when he's running in the the gas station. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It looked like he was going to fall down at the end because he was going uphill, but I'm not sure if he did or not. They cut it off last minute. He can run, man. Few he can people. run really fast or his companion's really slow. Either one. Few people make Bronson Kafusi look average, but, but Mo Longy does that. Unreal. Jeez. Okay, so the plan is still for him to come back. I think he returns from his mission in nine or ten months. February. Uh, in February of uh, 2017. He has no more than me, man. It's not good. <laughs> anytime, not good. anytime you need that info, Russ, you, you know where <laughs> to find it. If you need guys. to know something about BYU football, just let us know, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> to the director oh. of football operations. <laughs> it should be mentioned, Russ and I killed an intermediate basketball in the winter of 09. Nice. Champion. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we play big deal, no deal, but first, NFL agent Evan Brennan on draft day from the War Room. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter 
of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, check us out on social media. We're all over the place. Twitter, at BYU Sports Nation. Facebook, BYU Sports Nation. Snapchat is BYUSN. And then Instagram as well, BYU Sports Nation. We should mention Russ Jalavea, uh was, you know, alumni firesides, what is it? So this was announced yesterday. What it is is this. In the spring and summer, these firesides that BYU football is doing, players and coaches will attend. When it's in season on the road on the night before a game, that's going to be the alumni firesides. Okay? So there's the difference, right? So alumni featuring perhaps, and we don't know, prominent former football players. I mean, there's just... There's, maybe you'll be there. We'll maybe see. Maybe I could be there. Athletic director Tom Holmo. You know, there will be administration involved, I'm sure, as yeah. well. So And, and I, everyone's invited to go to those, you know, on the road when BYU plays a road game. But this summer, they're going to go on a player and coach tour. So After that little tidbit, let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It is draft day beginning tonight, 8 Eastern, coverage on the NFL Network and ESPN. The Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame has announced Hoop Hall LA, which will take place on Saturday, December 3rd. BYU Hoops will play USC at the Staples Center in a doubleheader that will also feature Gonzaga in Arizona. West Coast Conference against the Pac-12, right? Let's let's get a split. BYU can beat USC, and then Arizona beats Gonzaga. (laughs) We want Gonzaga to win, man. Sure. RPI boost. Yeah. Let's go. You're right. Sean Olmstead was named the MPSF Coach of the Year after leading BYU Volleyball to the number one overall seed in the NCAA tournament and MPSF championships in the regular season and tournament. Women's golf coach Carrie Roberts was also named Coach of the Year in the West Coast Conference after leading the Cougars to a WCC title. Very nice. Good coaching here at BYU. And baseball hosts Gonzaga tonight in the first of a three-game series at 8 Eastern on BYU TV. NFL drafts going on at the same time. If Bronson Kofusi is drafted, we will update that on the broadcast. So hang out tonight on BYU TV, BYU Radio. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is NFL agent and war room expert on draft day, Evan Brennan. Evan, nice to have you on the show. Nice nice to be here, guys. What is today like for you as an agent? Lots and lots of phone calls, lots and lots of settling of nerves, and lots and lots of just getting ready for anything and everything that could happen over the next three days. Describe to us, uh, you know, kind of the mood as you get ready for the draft. A lot of different things. Uh, you're, you're hopeful. It's uh, you're, you're, you get sad. You get hopeful again. It's all over the place. You get so many phone calls, so many different coaches and scouts and coordinators calling you and your players, telling you so many different things, and uh, you're just trying to keep a level head, make sure your players are apprised, and make sure that everyone knows anything can happen, good or bad, and be ready for anything. Evan Brennan graduated from BYU in 2009 with a master's in sports management. You can follow him at Brennan Sports. That was an amazing draft or uh, class out of 09. I mean, there were some really talented people that graduated that year. It was awesome. Evan and I. <laughs> and Max Hall. And Dennis Pitta, right? <laughs> and Dennis Pitta. There you go. Okay, Evan, uh, we want to know... Do you have, like, three cell phones? Like, how does that work? If you're getting so many phone calls, you don't want to miss anything. Or do, like, do you have a team of people that are getting emails? Like, what, how do you handle all of the communication on a day like today? Well, a lot of different things. So we have, our, obviously, our, our office lines. We have two landlines we have. We have cell phones. Uh, we've got uh, my partner, Craig Doman, and I each have multiple phones. It's, it's a wild, wild deal. Uh, we have our, you know, my assistant who also is going to take a call. Uh, it's there's a lot of people willing and able and ready, and there's a lot of different lines to handle all the different phone calls from teams that could come in. Describe to us the process of 
season ends in December, some January for some guys. They sign with agents, and then how how does it work as you lead up to trying to go from that point to getting a guy on a team, whether it's through the draft or through free agency? Well, guys, you know they'll, they'll go train, and you know I've had clients all over the place train different places. I present Taryn Houck, and Taryn went and trained in Nashville um, at D1. And so there's that whole process that goes through the combine, that goes through pro day. Um, you know, I was at BYU's pro day with Taryn, and, you know, scouts are there watching them do all the combine drills. And then they're also there, you know, to talk with them and kind of get a feel for who they are as a human being. After that, there's private workouts and private visits. And then the phone calls start. Then you start getting all kinds of phone calls. So the last two, three weeks, this is an avalanche of phone calls from teams reaching out, trying to get more information, trying to sell a little bit certain players as a destination and undrafted free agency and trying to find out what maybe other teams are thinking that may have told you as the agent, all kinds of that kind of stuff goes on. We heard great things about Taryn Houck with the Seattle Seahawks. Just how much interest do the champions of the Northwest have in Mr. Houck? Oh, he did a great job up there. You know, he went up to, to a workout that they had up there um, at the Seahawks facility, and he had the opportunity to compete against some guys as you'll see his names called throughout the weekend. So, you know, real legitimate NFL prospects. And Taryn performed very admirably from the reports that I got um, vis-a-vis um, how he did with against other competition. And he did a great job. And we've had a lot of interest. I've had numerous people call me from NFL teams in regards to him. He's going to play tight end, what they call flex tight end, which is a little bit different than what he played at BYU. Think Jimmy Graham, think kind of Tony Gonzalez, He's going to be quite a receiving threat, but he's not going to be the 265-pound uh, traditional tight end that you may see in, in the Big Ten or traditionally in the NFL. How do you balance the interests of the player um, and maybe the the what you see really see in them and what you're hearing about them? Well, it's, you got to balance a lot of different things. I mean, teams can tell you certain things that may ultimately not come to fruition, and you've got to keep your player level-headed. Say, hey, look, teams like you. That's a good thing. Maybe they like you this much, maybe they don't, maybe it's a smoke screen, and so you've got to just can't get too high, can't get too low. Um, I've had guys not get a lot of calls and, and end up playing in the NFL just because one or two teams like them. And so, you know, if a player is not getting a lot of love, you say, hey, there's still a chance a lot of things can happen. And I've had situations like that. And then I've had situations where a lot of phone calls and not a lot of love. And so you just got to keep really, really, really even keel, and you got to be able to decipher through a lot of the smoke and quite frankly, the garbage that can be thrown your way. And that's what you do as an agent. In terms of your experience with the NFL draft and evaluating film and pro day numbers, what kind of weight are placed or is placed on what the players do during pro day compared to what they actually did on the field with their film? You know, the film is the most important thing. At the end of the day, if a guy can't play football, he can't play in the NFL. So I always tell a player what you do on the field is the most important thing. Um, now, having said that, if you're a great football player but you just don't have great athleticism, that's really going to hurt you. And so those pro day combine numbers can be huge in segmenting yourself from players that are maybe the same on film but just don't really have the athleticism to make that jump to the next level. And each team's different. Some teams may be much more, much more inclined to film, film, film and put a lot lower stock in pro day and combine numbers. Whereas you look at teams like Seattle Seahawks that tend to use the spark ratings and the athletic um, numbers much more heavily, that weighs a little bit more heavily in their favor. So it just, it just varies a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit team to team. 
As you uh, became an NFL agent and have been involved with this for a couple of years, what what surprised you maybe about this process? Uh, a lot of different things. Um, it's really a big business. Um, you know, NFL teams do their due diligence to the nth degree, and you'd be surprised at what lengths they're willing to go to to find out about your clients. Um, you know, the Oakland Raiders are infamous for calling high schools and talking with high school counselors, trying to get background checks on players. That's pretty common. Um, I thought that was very interesting. Um, teams will, you know, interview coaches that aren't there any longer. It wouldn't surprise me if teams have reached out to, uh, you know, Robert and I at uh, Virginia about Taron Houck. That wouldn't surprise me at all, being his former position coach. Um, teams are willing to do all kinds of things to make sure that they're, when they invest money in these players, it goes towards the best possible investment um, that they can get. Joining us now, NFL agent Evan Brennan with us. When you are trying to survive this day, what What's your go-to? I mean, what? Obviously, you have favorite parts of the jobs. Are is there a favorite food and a favorite part of today? What do you What do you have for us? <laughs> I, I'm a diet coke guy. I, I got. I like. I have to have my diet coke. Anyone that's ever known me, uh, especially during this process, I've got my my diet coke with me at all times. Uh, make sure that I've, um, you know, I'm I'm near my phone. Uh, you know, I don't mind, you know, some kind of like gummy candy or something like that that you pick up at like CBS, <laughs> something to chew on to, so that my nails don't totally run out. But, uh, you know, calm and collected and awake are, are huge things for me. Fascinating stuff from Evan Brennan, NFL agent and BYU alum. Evan, we appreciate the time and uh, we look forward to an exciting weekend, probably more enjoyable for us than it may be for you. But uh, nonetheless, we wish you the best of luck. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Evan Brennan on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. It's got to be a wild day because they have clients. They want them to get on teams, hoping that you know they're drafted. If not, free agency, figuring out the best spot. Uh, you know, f- a lot of families are hoping that this is a huge payday. Uh, you know, for them, and and I say today through Saturday. It's going to be a busy time the next couple of days for Evan Brennan and that group. But it's cool that you know he graduated from BYU. Uh, is able to represent every year. He represents at least a, a BYU guy, if not a couple. So that's cool. If you haven't watched the film Draft Day, like it does a pretty good job of kind of the emotions and just how tense things can get. Anyway, at least I thought it was really good. I thought Kevin Costner was great in that. I've movie. never been in a war room, so I have no idea. Yeah, but check Evan it out. Gave us an idea. You know, and Evan kind of gave us an idea of what he's dealing with from the agent side. Really intriguing stuff. Up next, big deal, no deal with the NFL draft. Mo Longy and big Firesides. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B on a Thursday, draft day. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, check out the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, game one of a three-game series all on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Cougars versus Gonzaga Bulldogs on BYU TV, BYU Radio. It's, it's a really big series like we've talked about it. So Michael Rucker, the ace, goes for the Cougars tonight. Still undefeated. Still going for that against Gonzaga tonight. His former team. And yesterday, Mike Littlewood on the show said that Gonzaga last year, when Michael Rucker pitched, was, quote, Bush. Which, uh, if you don't... Ignites the flame. Amateur, uh, annoying, you know, all of those. So, hey, it's on like Donkey Kong tonight. The rivalry. Michael Rucker is feeling an added measure of that rivalry flame tonight. And last week he had a no-no through seven and a third. So what does he bring tonight? 
at BYU State of Sport has given me some trash for what I said just before the break. Okay, it's on. About uh, draft day, okay? <laughs> about the movie? He, he quoted and said, heard on BYU Sports Nation, I thought Kevin Costner was great in that movie. <laughs> Unless it's Field of Dreams, I don't know, man. <laughs> Waterworld, uh-uh. I thought it was a good movie. Uh-uh. It, maybe it's because I, I had super low expectations for it, and when I came out of it, I was like, I actually really enjoyed that. No, that was fun, sure, whatever. Insight into maybe what it feels like. Okay, Jeremy, what should we do right now, man? Let us play Big Deal No Deal. Big Deal No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big Deal No Deal. It's been nine years since BYU has had a return missionary drafted in the first two rounds. Uh, that's a big deal because, I don't know, this is the home of return missionaries. Ohio State doesn't have any. Washington, USC, come on. BYU needs to bring it in a way that more return missionaries get drafted because there is this idea that going on a mission is a benefit. Well, it is like your junior and senior year when you're 24 and 25 and maybe a little bigger, more mature, married, whatnot. You might have get whatever, that whole thing. But it hasn't been in terms of winning national championships and getting drafted. So hopefully BYU can break out of this. And I think the Bronx Fusi helps. I say it's a big Did deal. Did I say what it was? Big deal. You said big deal. Yeah, okay. yeah you made that I very for, I, clear. I forgot. <laughs> you made it very clear. I think it's a big deal because if you can – up the ante with your returned missionaries and getting them into the NFL, then the overall numbers of your players getting drafted, no matter if they serve the mission or not, will go up. And the goal is to get BYU more national prominence, more national respect, and getting players drafted into the NFL draft every year is a big part of that. So, yeah, if you have more returned missionaries getting into the NFL, the overall number goes up, and BYU becomes that much bigger of a deal. Number two. Big deal, no deal. Mo Longy. Why is this even a question? Big deal. Plus, Russell Tialavea just came in studio here and told us that uh, BYU plans to honor the scholarship offer to him as well, which we thought was the case but wanted to make sure. So that's, that's a big deal to me, and he is the biggest deal how ever could, in BYU history. How could anybody in their right mind call Mo Longy not a big deal? He's six, because he has played football. 400-plus. And he makes Bronson Kafusi look normal. Bronson is 6'7", 275, 280. Good grief. He makes him look normal. Yeah. This is a big deal because Mo Longy could very well be the biggest football player to ever put on a BYU football uniform. Think about that. Who's been heavier than him? Nobody. Number not three. Not even Hunter the punter. Big deal, no deal. BYU players not being involved in regular season Friday night firesides. Big deal to me because I want the players focusing on the game. I, that had va- the Friday night firesides for the players and coaches had great value. The fans will still have a great experience because there will be alumni at these firesides. They will still happen. So Kalani Sataki figured out how to increase quantity, yet increase the quantity of firesides, but qu- the quality of play on the field. To me, that's a win-win. Yes. On that point, that is a big deal that you increase the quality of play. For the players not being involved in Friday night firesides before the games, I say no deal because he has set up another opportunity for fans to hear from players at other times in those same areas. So 
if that weren't the case, then I think there might be a little bit of like, I don't know, uproar. Like, well, we want we want to hear from the players. He has covered everything from You'll all angles. You'll see them on the field tomorrow. He's covered it from all angles. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Women's soccer is undefeated with an 11-0 goal differential through two games in Italia. I'll go no deal. I, I don't know who they're playing. Yeah, who like, they play? Are they playing the Rome fourth ward? Like, I don't know who these teams are. I assume that they're good. I'm just kidding, as I normally do on the show. But I think it's cool that they're winning, that they're going there, that they're playing. That is no indication of how they'll do this season, though, because we. what's the RPI of said teams in Italy? I, I remember know. how BYU basketball went 5-0 and in Spain. And that yielded the NIT. Like, I don't, we don't we know don't what it means. We don't know yeah. what that ultimate It's so far away from win the and actual be season. That's the goal. I say no deal. Like, 11 goals is really good, but what are the quality of those opponents? What's, and it's, it's so far away from the actual season and actual opponents that I just I can't get on board with a big deal. What, are they playing on uh, natural grass? What kind of, uh, is it Kentucky blue grass in Italy? What is it? We, we don't love, know any of the deeds. We love BYU women's soccer, but in April in Italy, months away from the actual season, and we don't have a scouting report on the opponents, it's, you just can't say big deal. No, it's Hey, keep winning, baby. Keep winning. Number five. Big deal, no deal. The Batcats hosting Gonzaga this weekend. Surprisingly, I'll say no deal. Here's, here's why. What? BYU, winning the regular season title means jack squad. For this team, okay? Because you have to win the WCC tournament to get into the NCAA tournament. If you're talking about at-large, BYU's at-large resume, then yes. But just playing them this week, I go, no deal. You've got to finish the top four. BYU's going to do that, regardless of how they finish this weekend. And then you've got to win that tournament. How? What? What happened to you in the last five minutes? You were on such a good roll of, like, logical thinking. It was a promo. Cohesive thoughts. I had, how, to, I had to sell the game for this, the promo. Now we're talking about the season. How can this game not be a big deal? Okay, you said, well, for RPI and for tournament seating and stuff, yes, it's okay, that alone. But what's the number one goal for BYU this season? Make the NCAA tournament, right? Win the league. The, the regular season does not help you get in the NCAA tournament. It gives you a much better chance if you're the champion. Win the league. Yeah. Every time so Mike Winnow comes to the studio, the win the, yeah, we want to get to the tournament, but winning the league most likely will lead to getting to the tournament. If, you, if they win the league, they won't necessarily make the NCAA tournament. If they win I, the I regular season, could, yeah. if they win the regular season in the WCC, 100% they are getting into the NCAA tournament because St. Mary's Gonzaga and BYU are all good top 50 RPI-ish teams. That's, Numbers, a, that's a hope. Number six. Big deal, no deal. Civil War drops in one week. And just just my opinion here, I thought the Avengers so far, thus far has done a great job capturing the reality of a superhero world <laughs> and the drama that goes in with it. That's the shot fired at Spencer uh, from last segment. Kevin Costner was awesome, Ben. <laughs> Waterworld was my favorite movie. Okay, Jim, what do you got? Big deal, Criminal no deal. Criminal in theaters right now. And Civil War. I know exactly what you're going to say. What do you have? I go big deal. I'm very excited about this movie. I think it's going to be fun. I, I really do. Someone's probably going to die. I say no deal just because I'm mad at you and Ben right now. <laughs> All right, you angsty teenager. I'm mad. So I'm, I'm going to say no. I, you guys no. are so rude. You were mean to me. I'm not going to go to your locker. Yeah, you have fun watching Civil War. I will. You bums. And I like it. You bums. Which team do you want to draft Bronson, Kafusi, and why? That's our Twitter question. Jason Shepard says Kansas City Chiefs. Because it's my team and Andy Reid loves BYU players. Stay with us. The Whip Up next. No, I don't like it. 
BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? Let's whip it! It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. No! Cougars in the NFL. The NFL Draft begins tonight, 8 Eastern on NFL Network and ESPN. Also, the Ravens announced yesterday they have re-signed offensive lineman DeAndre West. Men's basketball. The Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame has announced Hoop Hall LA will take place on Saturday, December 3rd. BYU against USC at Staples Center in a doubleheader that will also feature Gonzaga and Arizona. Baseball. Tonight, BYU versus Gonzaga baseball. Live from Miller Park on BYU TV and BYU Radio at 8 Eastern time. Michael Rucker on the mound for the Cougars. Volleyball. Sean Olmstead, MPS have Coach of the Year after leading his team to the number one seed in the NCAA tournament and an MPSF championship. Golf. Coach Kerry Roberts was named the West Coast Conference Coach of the Year after winning the WCC championship. That sounded like the last one. Football. Nate Carter and Michael Wadsworth named to the 2016 National Football Foundation Hampshire Honor Society. Essentially, they're really smart. They maintained a 3.2 GPA throughout the course of their careers. Congratulations. Check out BYUCougars.com for a full list of cities and dates as well, going back to the firesides that are dealing with BYU football on the approaching 2016 season. Tennis. Keaton Cullimore, the men's team, was named All-WCC second team. Teammates Andre Goryechkov and Shane Monroe were honorable mentions. On the women's side, Macy Jones was on the second team. Toby Micklett and Nicolette Polson were honorable mentions. Both teams begin play in the West Coast Conference Tournament. Track and field. Both the men and women's teams begin competition today at the Penn Relays in Philadelphia. Jeremy, you'll be in Philadelphia pretty soon, won't you? Uh, Near there, yeah. <laughs> West Coast Conference Player of the Year Rose Huang will join us tomorrow as well as Quincy Lewis, men's basketball assistant coach. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. This is easy, right? The coaches, Sean Olmstead, Kerry Roberts, for named, uh, being named Conference Coaches of the Year. In the case of Sean, it was Federation Coach of the Year. Oh, yeah. Who do you want to draft Bronson Kafusi into the NFL and why? Our elite tweet of the day from at Josh uh, Reynolds 24. I think Bronson Kafusi on the Chicago Bears would be best considering he has every bear trait. He's hairy, loves meat, and kills for sport. In the words of Mark Durant, Cal Fusi, more like Bear Fusi. <laughs> Thanks to Russ, Tialave, Evan Brennan, and everyone on our crew. They have the 72nd pick. Chicago does. Download the podcast for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Micah Alba. We'll see you tomorrow.